Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. Herb Street joins us Save right us, now. Uh, ESPN <laughs> college football analyst and working with Coors Light uh, as a partner uh, with more than 40 college sports programs <laughs> and the Beer for College Football Saturdays launched its new loyalty app, Coors Light XP. Earlier this year, fans earn, point, earn points by purchasing specially marked 12 or 15 packs using Hashtag Coors Light XP rewards on their social channels, taking a responsibility pledge and playing trivia at participating local I could use bars. a 15-pack right now after seeing that. <laughs> Sorry. God. Kirk, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? We're, we're doing, doing well. We're doing really yeah. well. Uh, what is the most interesting thing right now in your mind as you project forward with the college football rankings, the thing that you're keeping your eye on the most? Probably what what uh, Miami and Wisconsin sitting there votes undefeated at at least at this point um, where where they potentially project down the road. I think Miami because of the ACC and because of the big game this weekend with Notre Dame who's sitting there at three. If they were to win that game and potentially end up in Charlotte in an ACC championship game against the uh, number four Clemson, uh, who would only move up if if Miami keeps winning. Uh, you you got to think that the winner of the Clemson-Miami game is secure if Miami keeps winning. So I, I think they should be okay. Um, but I've heard people talk about Wisconsin controlling its own destiny, and I, I personally don't see that based on what the committee has, has provided us so far. Everybody's just assuming, hey, they're in the Big Ten, Power Five, they're undefeated, no-brainer, they're in. And I would say, what if Alabama runs the table? What if Notre Dame runs the table? What if Clemson runs the table and what if Oklahoma or TCU all these teams are ahead of Wisconsin currently and if that ends up happening uh, Wisconsin could even if they finish 13 and 0 could be left out uh, of getting into the playoffs so what I guess that's the team I'm really curious to see what happens to them because I, I personally think they need some help to be able to get up in the top four Oh, Kirk, I, what's interesting to me is your alma mater, Ohio State, because Bill Hancock, we spoke to him last week, the executive director of the college football playoff, as you well know, and he said he couldn't foresee a two-loss team making it into the playoff. Let's say Ohio State beats Michigan State this weekend. They go ahead and they win the Big Ten. They're sitting there with two losses. I, I'm, it's hard for me to fathom a two-loss Ohio State team uh, not getting into a playoff. It's Ohio State. It is the Big Ten. Do you think they would be left out? Yeah, I think they would be, unless, unless there was just carnage up ahead of them um, where, where crazy things happen. Um, I think if there's a two-loss team that still has a chance, it's, it has to be Auburn sitting at 10 this week. They're the highest ranked of the two-loss teams. We've been talking about this for, for the last few weeks. Everybody's kind of assuming Georgia and Alabama are just going to win out and play unbeaten, sitting there at one and two in Atlanta. And What if it's a close game? Could they both end up maybe getting in? to the four and meanwhile there's Auburn sitting there as a top 10 team they're, they're not three and six I mean they're they're sitting there at, at seven and two and 
actually played Clemson early in the year very close in Death Valley and probably are kicking themselves about the way they lost against LSU. Um, so they're a pretty talented team. And they get both Georgia this weekend at home and then the Iron Bowl two weeks later against Alabama at home. And you guys know how tough it is to go to Jordan-Hare. So I, I would say if there's a two-loss team that, that has a shot to kind of navigate their way up, if they keep winning, that's a big if, mm-hmm. but if they keep winning, uh, I think it would be Auburn uh, of any potential two-loss team. My, again, in my opinion, Ohio State has the image of 55-24, to 24, I think, would be sticking, I'm sure, in the committee's mind. They didn't just stumble at Iowa City. They got blown out and, and embarrassed, and, and I think that, that uh, those are the kind of things that sit on the minds of the committee, again, based on what they've told us in three previous years. G. Owen Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio with Kirk Herbstreet, who is joining us on behalf of Coors Light, and fans 21 and over can search Coors Light or Coors Light XP on the app or Google Play Store to download the app right now, start earning points, and get money can't buy experiences. Uh, speaking of Ohio State, that Michigan State spread is something that a lot of people are talking about now up to 15 and a half. Uh, do you believe that Michigan State should be getting more respect from uh, odds makers in this particular matchup? Well, we can we can act like players don't care about that. Coaches don't play, don't care about that. But, oh, this is like I almost feel like Mark D'Antonio called the people in Vegas and said, hey, can you, can you make us a 20-point <laughs> underdog? That's perfect. <laughs> You know, I mean, it, it plays right into their hands. This is what Michigan State is. Nobody even knows their name or their head coach. You know, one time he was on ESPN and they mispronounced his name. He loves that. He, he goes into the locker room then and he talks about how nobody cares about you guys. Nobody thinks you're any good. No, they, they don't even think we should show up in Columbus. We shouldn't even play this game. Should we even travel down there to play this game? And, and he's recruited – you know, everybody recruits differently. He recruits collectively a bunch of two- and three-star guys that are angry at the world. They feel the big schools missed on them. They overlooked them. They got a big chip on their shoulder. He's got, I think, at least 15 guys from Ohio. Ohio State didn't offer. So he's got a team that's now – they were 3-9 and nine last year. They now control their own destiny to get to Indianapolis in a Big Ten championship. And really the only thing in their way – is the game against Ohio State. And here comes Ohio State thinking about we're going to go to the playoff this year. We just beat Penn State. They get humiliated by Iowa. And now, for all intents and purposes, they're out of the playoff race. What does Urban Meyer do to push the buttons to still try to get his team to get excited about winning a Big Ten championship? Can he do that? That's the mystery. And, and I think even Urban Meyer himself, until this game starts, if Ohio State shows up and they still are interested and they're still focused, then they're going to win the game by 20 points. If they're not, if they're feeling sorry for themselves, ah, the season's lost, we're out of the playoff race, then they're going to lose. There's no in-between. They either win big or they lose uh, this weekend against Michigan State. Yeah, no rat poison there in East Lansing uh, like it is in, <laughs> in, 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 in uh, Tuscaloosa. Now, speaking of Alabama, Mississippi State, Mississippi State outscored 80-13 to versus Georgia and and Auburn, how do you think they fare versus Alabama, who has a, a lot of attrition in that linebacker room? Yeah, Brian, that's the thing with, with Bama is in talking to Jeremy Pruitt earlier this week, I mean, you don't ever need to feel sorry for Alabama the way they recruit, but I don't know if I've ever seen 
a group uh, impacted in such a negative way than Alabama with that linebacking core and such a big part of what they do because Alabama, more than anybody else, they, they rotate so many different uh, groups based on your personnel grouping offensively, based on the down and distance. They'll be out there with four linebackers. They'll be out there with two linebackers. They'll be out there with one linebacker and six defensive backs. And, and some of those guys that are really a part of some of those exotic coverages are, are out. And so it's not just, oh, plug and play, bring in the next five-star it's understanding schemes and understanding what they're what they're trying to do, um, and and I think that's a big hit. I I don't think Mississippi State is balanced enough. I think Nick Fitzgerald, their quarterback, it's really about him and running the football and and doing what Dan Mullen typically does with QBs. They have not typically done real well uh, against the the teams like Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. So I I think they're this case. Bama's offense isn't clicking, so I wouldn't be shocked if it's in Starkville if it's one of those, I don't know, 27-17 kind of games. Yeah, I think it's a low, kind of a low-scoring game that, uh, that I think Bama, I don't think they'll ever be in doubt, but uh, I don't expect them to blow Mississippi State out at all. Gio and Jones with Kirk Herbstreet joining us on behalf of Coors Light on CBS Sports Radio. Are you in the camp that you don't believe that Jake Fromm is going to be able to win a game if he needs to with that quarterback position, throwing the football, if they're trailing and there's a critical third and 13? Or do you believe that, you know, he will, he just hasn't been able, that, that opportunity hasn't presented itself? I am, I am questioning it because we haven't seen it. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not doubting him. I, I just haven't seen it. Georgia with that running game, they have been able to, to throw the football on their terms. You know, they'll run the ball, get the safeties and the linebackers so determined to stop that running game that they, they kind of lose their discipline, and then they'll play action and the guy's wide open and they'll, they'll make a throw. And it, the guy's a, a true freshman, and it's a great scheme. I'm not knocking it. It's effective and it works. I've always been saying, what happens if they ever go up against a team that can – physically match up at the line of scrimmage and stop that running game and, and get Georgia to third and five or third and seven throughout the game consistently. Can Fromm and those receivers then make plays? And I, and I think this is the weekend we're going to learn if Georgia is, is worthy of that number one ranking because I think, I think Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator from, from Auburn, he's going to come up with a plan <clears throat> that's very, very – physical and and very uh gap sound and i think they want to try to put the game on on in the lap of Jake Fromm and and those receivers and see if they can deliver the goods and, and get out of there this is this is kind of that it's a rivalry game georgia hasn't been in this kind of environment where they're really going to be tested as far as the crowd noise communication I, I just think they have a, a real opportunity to be able to say i told you told you we're the best team in the country or or maybe not. You know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, they didn't score an offensive touchdown last year in that victory in Athens. Before we let you go, let me ask you about uh, Miami Notre Dame. You guys are going to be down there uh, this weekend. I really like this running game of uh, Notre Dame, but even more so their defense. I don't think they're getting enough credit how well they're playing on that side of the ball. How do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, that's a great point about the Miami defense, and we all know from going back to when we played, Brian. I mean, that, that was really what they were known for. Um, 
you think about the attitude and, and the way they played and how fast they played. They intimidated most people before the game even started. And they're, they're trying to get back to that. I, I've called so many Miami games over the years. And I would tell you that when, when we, the media and fans would say, Miami's back, are they back? Are they, are they back? It, it was always referencing a certain attitude of back in the late 80s, early 90s. And I think the program didn't have a backbone, and they tried so hard to, quote-unquote, be back, that it was more about the swag and not about what really made Miami Miami. What made Miami Miami is in those era, in that era of, of greatness was those guys loved playing football. The swag came as part of it, and that's what everybody remembers. But if you really dig deep, they had a great group of people for, for years and years that just loved playing with each other and loved competing. And that's why they were so great. And I think Mark Richt, who lived that as a player, he was around that generation. He's going back, and he's not even thinking about swag. He's thinking about bringing back attitude about guys that love the game. Now, they got the turnover chain that's getting a lot of attention and all that, and people are kind of maybe looking at that as, oh, here comes Miami, the swag and all that. But I, I've been around these guys. These guys are throwbacks. These guys, it's refreshing to see a team it's very hungry to want to win and very hungry to play for each other. So, and here comes Notre Dame. They've been running the football for over 300 yards and, and dominating people. So this is, this is kind of going to be a fun one to see, especially at the line of scrimmage. If, if Notre Dame and Josh Adams can run the ball uh, against that Miami defense, it's been playing outstanding. Tell us more about what you're doing with Coors Light. Well, you hit it. You, you pretty much covered it all. Uh, you, you mentioned that Coors Light has partnered with more than 40 pro, uh, college programs, which is which has been great to see. And the new rewards app for fans, Coors Light XP, which which started earlier uh, this year back in August. And uh, the the thing that we want everybody to know is that Coors Light is rewarding fans that are 21 years and older uh, within the app. They can earn a lot of one of a kind experiences, a chance to come down to Atlanta and hang out with me at the at the big game. And all they have to do is search Coors Light or Coors Light XP in the App Store, uh, download it, and if you use my special code Kirk Football by the end of Friday, uh, you'll earn an extra 100 points. So a great program, and like I said, it's just great to have Coors Light involved in college sports. Kirk, thanks for the time this morning, and we all like you better as a college football analyst <laughs> than, than Brian here. So just want to let you know that that uh, we we voted no. for you, man. No, no Brian's my man. <laughs> thanks, Kirk. He's not ours. It's nice you said that, but have a great day, all right, Kirk? See you later. All right, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.